0: I got my twisted teas down there and i got a box of them 12 pack and you know i told you already i've been kind of drinking today so I, I i go in there and i'm getting ready for the podcast and so i reach in the box and i grab my last twisted tea you with me i'm with you okay i grabbed my last twisted tea and i was like shoot am i gonna have to do a rum and coke for the pod you know i've got my buzz going i can't stop drinking and uh, maybe that's a problem, maybe it's not. We'll get over it. but <laughs> probably, um, probably not. So so I grabbed the twisted tea and I'm like, Oh, you know, I got I got the beer fridge. So I go over to the mini fridge and I, I, I open the door and I'm like, Maybe we got something cooking here for me. And I open the beer fridge and lo and behold, we got we had a bunch of them, baby. We had Oh,
1: there you, you were you were ready to go.
0: Yeah, we were stocked up, we were good to go. So I grabbed a few for the pod. Now, a little sidebar conversation. First of all, it's just Twisted Tea is delightful. We all it's, know.
1: It, it's a great know. thing.
0: See, We all know how I feel about this tea. But have you heard about Twisted Tea Lights, Jeff?
1: Yeah, so let me, let me back up. So last summer, uh, Auto County Fair, kind of where we live, they were having a um, – A tractor pull okay like a like a demo derby or whatever and for my son's wrestling they had us do a like they had us work the beer tent and we got some of the revenue okay and at the time at the time they were like hey here's all these drinks halfway through the night they come and they hand us a couple cases of twisted tea light they're like this just started rolling out. Almost nobody knows about them and nobody's going to ask for them unless you tell people they're like, so if you could tell people, we sold a lot of them. People really, people were cracking them open right then and there. Cause like, if they didn't like it, they were going to buy a different one. You know what I mean? Right, 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 And almost everybody was like, yeah, this is really good. Thanks. You know what I mean? And I've seen you comment a few times. You, you really like them, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I was getting at anybody who follows the podcast knows that i'm pushing the twisted tea narrative yeah and um i got put on twisted tea lights a couple guys at work were like hey try them i was like you know okay the hype's been enough i'll try them i go to kroger shout out kroger and uh i buy a 12 pack of twisted tea light jeff there's only one way to explain how good i think these things are okay i knew i was gonna get after it one weekend and i had seven twisted tea lights back at the crib and i was like i might need another 12 pack for the weekend so i go to kroger okay you follow me
1: i'm following you
0: and uh i go down the aisle and they're out of twisted tea lights didn't even buy the originals didn't even buy the originals the lights you can see these three here yeah all lights wow i i can't I mean, the lights are so much better. My buddy Shim came over this weekend for the UFC fights. Shout out Leon Edwards, Justin G on their dubs. But he came over, and he had the variety pack. I tried the half and half lights. So good. These lights are so much better. And I'm telling you guys, the sugar goes all the way down to 5 grams. Calories down to 110. Alcohol percentage from 5% to 4%. So you can have a little more. I've had about I think the most I've had in a twelve hour stretch is thirteen. I don't know what you guys think about that, but my stomach was not upset at all. They go down smooth, they stay down, they're delicious, they're so tasteful. Twisted tea lights they are onto something man that is that is where it's at. How
1: are you feeling about Texas right now <sighs>
0: How am I feeling about Texas? You all know I switched over about two years ago. Um, this last football season, I really dove in head first. I love Texas. Feeling really good. I'll tell you what, this basketball team has me by the balls, Jeff, to be honest this, with
1: you. Is this the first season you've kind of latched onto the basketball team? Oh,
0: I mean, last year, when I think it was last year or the year before when they were a six seed. I think they were maybe a three seed. You know, the fact that I'm saying maybe – Defi- yes. This year, um, I was all about it. They had Chris Beard. Um, they had the team, all the transfers. Team was looking very good. You know, all the stuff happens with the coach. And, you know, coach, all the off-field issues, let's forget about Chris Beard. Rodney Terry takes over. And I just start to learn about this guy. I've been coaching all over the country a little bit. Been coaching for such a long time. Comes back to Texas. And he takes over the head coach and I've fallen in love with Rodney Terry and this whole team, Marcus Carr, Tyrese Hunter, Timmy Allen, Dylan DeSue, you know, Brock Cunningham, you know, all these guys, we, Serge Bari Rice, we run nine deep off the bench. I could talk about this team, put on blue in the face. I think I've missed two games all season. Um, There's a different aspect, you know, in terms of expectations. Like, I know people will be like, man, you guys got Xavier and then maybe Houston. It's like Houston's praying that Xavier beat this Texas team. I mean, they're so good. They're so fun to watch. They can win so many different ways. They're so dynamic. And I just get fired up. And whether I know my stuff or not, when you listen to this podcast, one thing I can assure you is. Jeff and I, when we say it's our team, we are passionate about it. And this Texas basketball team, I'm all in. You can see my Texas gear. I'm dripped out right now. The background's got all Texas. Um, I can't even really focus on Penguins hockey. Manchester United's playing good, but it is all about March Madness. This Texas team is so good, and I hope they win the title. I got money on it. I got so many emotions involved. I I love what Texas has done for me in every sport since I've started watching. they won a volleyball championship. Their Texas team took Alabama to the wall, and although they didn't do what they wanted to in the Big 12, they played so good. The basketball team has overachieved. Big 12 champions, two seed, we're in the Sweet 16. Hook em horns, baby. I am all in on Texas. Uh, from the moment I switched, it has been nothing but momentum towards me staying this way. So juiced for Texas right now.
1: I don't know how much you listen to Busting with the Boys. They're, uh, this week they're down at Texas University. They're going to be, uh, interviewing a couple of guys. They haven't announced who, if I had to guess, Quinn Ewers and Archie Manning would be at the top of their list, if I, if I had to guess. But yeah, they're
0: football guys. So
1: yeah. Um, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. A little seven minute prelude. Uh, you guys didn't get the real prelude. We had about a 15 minute conversation while I was driving home. Uh, real good. What's up?
0: I'm going to use a restroom.
1: I think one of the things that I absolutely love about you and one of the things that you bring to the pod, um, and I've said this to people, I forget who I've told this to, I feel like I could bring up the most random thing and I almost feel like you have an opinion ready, um, especially when it comes to sports. Maybe not everything, because not everything—I don't expect everything to matter to you, so to speak. But when it comes to sports, I could ask you right now a random sports topic and your opinion on it. And nine times out of ten, you'll give me something. Yeah, I really—I've always really appreciated that about you. And uh, I guess one thing that we have never really talked about on this podcast is Roger Goodell. We don't talk about him too often. Uh, He's due to get an extension, it sounds like. Opinions on that.
0: Roger Goodell, of any professional sport, is the most deserving of the most money. He is the best commissioner in the most polarizing league, and he's not in the news often, which is what you want, And when he has to make a decision, it is swift. And if you disagree with it, within 90 days, you forget it ever happened. Roger Goodell is a ghost who ever since he's taken over the league has been in the upward trajectory. His job is impossible. For everyone to agree with him is impossible. But it's just what he's done is remarkable. And how little I know about him and how effective the NFL is in my life speaks volumes about what he's been able to do for me. I don't have a single negative thing to say about Roger Goodell. He's never going to be fully supported, but I think he's done a tremendous job. I think Roger Goodell is a fantastic commissioner and any podcast or insider or nfl player or coach that i've ever heard speak that has to talk about roger goodell has only said from my experience he's the best he's tremendous what he's capable of doing is phenomenal so i don't have much to add on roger goodell because i don't think me as just a normal guy sees a lot of roger goodell but the way the nfl's gone what he's been able to do I think he deserves it. I think it's fantastic that Roger Roger Goodell can be the NFL's commish forever, if I had to say.
1: Yeah, and I think the rumored amount is like forty to fifty million per year, which is, I mean, listen, kind of low. I know a lot of people laugh because it's like that's Mahomes' money, but it's like here's the thing: (laughs) he's literally running the biggest global juggernaut outside of Amazon in this International
0: country. maybe.
1: I mean, literally just an absolute juggernaut, what the NFL is and how much money they bring in um, a lot of anything, all the choices that make this league great nine times out of town, Roger Goodell either did or had a hand in. And uh, there's a couple of blemishes. Everybody's going to, I feel like nobody's ever going to forget the Ray Rice. Cause it kind of set the standard. But say what you want about that, like, I do feel like he rebounded from that. You know, obviously, as a Patriots fan, I always get a little, like, salty when it comes to the Brady four-game suspension. I kind of feel like that probably wouldn't have been the case had the Spygate and shit happened previous. I mean, that was probably – a lot of that was like a, listen, we got to kind of lay down the law here. But ultimately, I think Roger Goodell – we love to boom at the draft and do all these these weird things and he's super kind of quirky and stuff like that like he's sitting in a recliner during covid in this house listen i mean i think he does a great job i mean ultimately i have nothing necessarily negative to say about him um i think he's pivoted on all the right topics even the you know the whole we allowed josh gordon to come into the nfl and dominate and then you know obviously lots of failed drug tests and he's now out of the nfl but now essentially you can basically smoke weed in the nfl i mean he's basically allowed that he's come around on a lot of different topics whether they're controversial or not you know whether you want to argue or not i just think roger Goodell, like you said i think he's the right guy for the job he's made this a global brand yeah. and fancy football's never been bigger sports gambling allowing that into the space and in putting that on an actual television to really talk about and um He's just, he's massive. There's really only like one brand he won't mess with, and that's Barstool. He's even messing with Pat and his team. I mean, he's just, he's willing to do so much.
0: I just think at the end of the day, not only do we need to, at certain times we need to pick what opinions we value and what information we hear. And you can take minor Jeffs and our opinions, and they're good. But like, when it comes to the commissioner of the NFL, you start to look at, coaches and GMs and owners and players, like people who actually work with and for or alongside Roger Goodell. I just, in my world, in my internet, I don't see anybody talking bad about him. And for you to be the commissioner this long with that, like in so many more positive things than negative things in an impossible job, I think he's doing astronomically well. I just think Roger Goodell is great. And for how much I value the NFL in my day-to-day life with betting, with this podcast, with the draft, my team, the Steelers, it has been gravy since Roger Goodell has been there, which Mm. as long as I can remember, he has been. So um, I think it's fantastic to keep Roger Goodell. Let's extend him. And I think in right now with sports gambling growing, and the NFL growing and social media coming up, Roger Goodell's been there through all that. And there's been a consistent voice representing the NFL and protecting the owners and doing this. And we can get into politics, but at the end of the day, when you turn on your your TV on Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays, the product is high quality, the players are good, your fantasy football's booming, your fan duel's having fun win or losing – and it all comes down to Roger Goodell because he represents that NFL crest, and he's done a fantastic job. I can't, I can't think of anything negative to say, especially from my very, very far away look at what Roger Goodell's done.
1: All right, I have a massive list. Hey, there's a there's a lot to talk about.
0: I got all day. This pod could be three hours. I'm here for you.
1: I'm I'm curious. Right now. What's the biggest storyline? That's what I want to lead off with. I want you to lead it off. Biggest storyline. Biggest. It's. I feel like there's world, two.
0: Oh, gosh. Aaron Rodgers, probably.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So let's start there. Uh, let's get. Let, let me drop the meat on the bone and then I'll let you rip it off. You ready? Yeah, sure. Aaron Rodgers comes on McAfee's show and confirms what basically everybody already knew. It sounded like he wanted to play or was going to go to the Jets. Uh, he confirmed that he told the Packers, "Hey, you know, I came out of my my hiding, my darkness retreat, and I'm ready to go play for the New York Jets. I'm disappointed in how you talked about me while I was in there. I'm ready to go." He gave them what seems to be a wish list of players to acquire. Hey, I'd really like to play with these guys, basically former teammates. There's some other ones, Odell Beckham, stuff like that. Uh, the Packers. What pe- Some people do know here's what people... I feel like everybody knows that Aaron Rodgers, if he plays this year, is going to make $60 million. That one, that's like the big storyline. Everybody pretty much knows that. What a lot of people don't know is the Packers don't have to pay the first $30 million of that until September. They're in no rush. Literally no rush. The Jets, on the other hand, they kind of want to get Aaron in the building. They want to start selling jerseys. They want to start doing this and that and this. They can't do that until they pay. There were some trades today. Elijah Moore traded to the Browns for Elijah Moore and a third for a second. So they kind of got that second round pick. And it sounds like the, the Packers are looking for a first and additional picks or a second with additional compensation or whatever that may look like. Ultimately, I think that the the Jets are a very good fit. Uh, I think they're a very good fit. I I, I think. As long as Brees Hall's back and in running his ass off, that defense, Aaron Rodgers comes into town with Garrett Wilson, now Alan Lazard. Uh, they acquired uh, Nicole Hardman today. That feels like a really good group for Aaron. Take the meat off the bone.
0: I, I'll tell you what, you wanted me to, but like... That's just it. Rodgers wants to play for the Jets. The Packers are ready to move on, and it's just kind of compensation. But if we move on past that and assume Rodgers is going to play for the Jets, it's exactly what you said. I mean, they've got a top-five defense. Brees Hall was going to be Rookie of the Year until he got Mm -hmm. hurt. And guess what? His teammate is the one who won it instead. They have two guys who are phenomenal. You know, you got McCole Hardman to take the top off the defense. You've got Garrett Wilson. You've got an offensive line. Aaron Rodgers is... I still stand by this. I'm not, this is not the GOAT discussion. From shoulder to fingertip, I think Aaron Rodgers and Dan Marino are the greatest two quarterbacks to ever throwers of the football, if you will.
1: That's better, yeah.
0: Am I going to put... Either of them in my top five, maybe. That's a different discussion. It's not what I'm talking about now. From can I put this ball on this dime 40 yards away, Dan Marino and Aaron Rodgers can do it a lot. From different arm angles, the strength, the whole field. Aaron Rodgers may be the greatest player in Packers franchise history. I believe it's between him, Brett Favre, and Bart Starr. So which quarterback do you like? I've only seen Aaron. I'm going to take Aaron. You put Aaron on the New York Jets offense. We can talk Super Bowl and playoffs, but the AFC is loaded. Let's just talk about the Jets from week in, week out. They have a great running game. They have a good offensive line. They have good weapons. They have a top five quarterback. I don't know if you can argue that. Top five quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. And they have a top five defense. The Jets become an immediate problem for the rest of the AFC. Um, uh, he said he did not give him a wish list, but anybody they asked about, he talked highly of is it coincidental that it's four Packers players and then OBJ?
1: <laughs> he <laughs> I gave mean, him I... a
0: freaking wish list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, everyone's gonna have their opinions i'm more of maybe he didn't jeff's clearly on he gave him a wish list he did Um, come on the, the thing is is it looks like aaron Rodgers playing for the packers is no longer a thing he's either not going to play this year he's going to be a jet odds are he's going to be a jet um what does that mean for the afc i don't know because as an afc fan being the steelers fan and our team not being one of those top, top teams, it's kind of tough to have a non-biased opinion. But you'd have to assume the Jets are in every game. Um, they were fantastic last year with mediocrity at quarterback, and then they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. So, um, I mean, as Aaron Rodgers as a person, he's very hard to understand, especially for me. He's a completely different lifestyle than me. But what I know is when I turn on my television, I'm watching football. As of you listening, Aaron Rodgers can skip right, throw his arm underhand and flick his wrist 37 yards in a bread basket. So he's just uh, he's going to make any team better immediately. Um, I can say what I want listening to reporters and talk shows. But any player who's played with him and any coach who's coached him loves Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know what you could say other than he makes the Jets exponentially better. Um, it's a terrible spot for Patriots fans. I feel knowing that their division is going to get even more difficult um, when you bring up some of the best teams in the AFC, the Pay or the Bills and the Jets immediately come to mind, and the Dolphins when Tua's healthy comes to mind. So the Patriots definitely get to wear that underdog sleeve and you know come in and try and do their best. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers as a Jet, I'm watching every Jets game I can. I mean, who's not, you know? So, Aaron Rodgers is elite. It looks like he's going to play for the Jets. It's only a matter of time. They're going to be a great team. And Packers, since I've been alive, have never not had a Hall of Fame quarterback under center. See what Jordan Love's got.
1: What do you believe the trade compensation ends up being? Do you think it's just a first and a second?
0: The problem is in terms of guessing trade compensation is I think you could subtract picks for however much they take of Aaron Rodgers' salary. I'm not very good with cap cap, but if they're like, mm-hmm. we'll take on 10 million and give you two first and a second for Aaron Rodgers, or if they say, Hey, we'll take on 40 of his 50 million and give you one, our first round pick this year. Would it be crazy to think, oh, Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers to the Jets, the Jets give up a, a top 15 pick and say we'll eat his salary? There is no justification. Ah, uh,
1: that, that wouldn't happen.
0: Right, and that but that's yeah. the thing. For me making these trades, and people listening may agree with you immediately, Brad, that's, that doesn't make sense. I yeah. don't have a good grasp on that part of football. When it comes to salary cap and what trade value is, I, I just, for me, it's difficult to try and understand that. I just like to read and react to what's actually happened. Mm-hmm. Predictions are hard unless it's the Eagles in 2023. <laughs> I love how you just throw that <laughs> <it> in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I,
1: um, first off, let me say this to both you and the listeners, okay? I'll plug a podcast if it's good. I have no problem plugging a podcast.
0: Sure, yeah. Um,
1: spot track, Okay. Uh, hey,
0: we got to stop the pod if we're talking about spot track. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead,
1: spot track. It is a podcast. Okay, I believe it's partnered with the athletic somehow. It is a free podcast. The athletic is a paid subscription, but this is not. And it is strictly nice, it oh, is cool. strictly a salary cap podcast. They don't talk storylines unless it's implicated with salary cap. And I'll tell you what, I have learned an ass ton about listening to NFL salary cap stuff. I have learned so much and highly suggest it. Uh, If you're interested, DM me on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. I'll send you a link. Okay. Or it's S-P-O-T-R-A-C, spot track. Some people call it spot rack. It's spot track. Okay. With no K. Anyways, back to the show. Uh, so speaking of the AFC East, speaking of the AFC East, um, Jalen Ramsey to the Finns. I think it's, is it fair to say that they currently have, so Tyreek, Jalen Waddell, Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey. Is there a better team in the NFL with two receivers and two cornerbacks that they have?
0: No. But I also believe it is a valid point, and one that I believe in. When you're talking Super Bowls, it starts with, A, do you have a quarterback? Miami's is heard often. Yep. B, protect your quarterback. Miami has a pretty good offensive line. They do. And B, can you get the other team's quarterback? They have Bradley Chubb, and they may add pieces. I'm not saying Miami doesn't have a chance and they were undefeated for a long time in the beginning of the season with Tua. I'm just saying, in my opinion, I think teams are built from the inside out. The Dolphins are boldly asking the question, can you build a team from the outside in? I think that's what they're doing. But in today's NFL, a lot of teams say, "Okay, they have a lockdown corner. We'll just go the other way. With the Dolphins, that's not an option. Not an option. You have Xavier Howard, and you have Jalen Ramsey. You have have Javon Holland, who's a center or a safety. Excuse me. Yeah. You have Bradley Chubb, who's getting after the passer. This team is built to win. I think. I think the Dolphins are fantastic. I think how they're building. I like their head coach. I like a lot of things about them. But at the end of the day, everyone has the same question. It doesn't matter if you're a podcast, a journalist, an insider a random fan can Tua stay healthy because in Tua's under center, Miami's a problem. Miami's a problem for 31 teams in the NFL, but when he gets hurt, they're dead. Now they did get Mike white and we'll see, we'll see what he can do. I, I liked Mike white, but also I liked him on the jets. We'll see what he can do with the dolphins. He's been hurt in the limited time that he's played. So there's a lot of questions, but when it comes to Mike Daniels, the Miami scene, Jalen Ramsey and Tyreek Hill and the running backs and Tua and Jalen Waddle and the fantasy points, God, the fantasy points, yes. But when it comes time to play the Chiefs in the playoffs, and then if they win, they got to play the Bills, and then if they win, they got to play the Bengals. I don't know if the Miami holds up to the durability. It's questions to be asked. But without predicting that stuff, just looking at Miami and the moves they're making, if I'm a Miami fan, I am juiced. They are going for it. They're doing everything. They've hired the coach. They've got the quarterback. they got the star wide receiver. they got the two lockdown corners. They, they have a pass rush. They're good on the back end. They're good up front. I, you'd have to love Miami if you're a Miami fan. You have no reason to expect you couldn't do it all. But from the outside, of course, you're going to ask questions. Can the quarterback hold up? We'll
1: see. Uh, You know, last year, the AFC West was like the megapod. We couldn't wait to break that down with everything that was going on. I feel like the East has a lot of a lot of strong storylines going into this coming season. And it it's made its argument for the toughest
0: division. in football. AFC is just crazy. Like the, the AFC up. is crazy. You're right. Like if you want to try and predict the seven teams that are going to make the AFC, good luck.
1: Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even trying to like be arrogant here. This isn't like I said this the other night on the Michigan pod too. Like I'm, I'm done trying to predict Patriots to win championships. Cause like Tom Brady is not here. It's like we've gone into a new realm, but I will say this. If at any point the Patriots are the worst team in the AFC East, it's the best division in football, period, bar none. I don't believe they finished fourth place. But if they are a fourth-place team, it's the best division of football. It's got to be.
0: I no, because
1: this, this team's not losing.
0: I was this kind of team's thinking not about losing it.
1: fucking 12 or 13 games. I'm sorry. I, I
0: could crazy. think about it at work, and I was like, say Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. The Patriots could go 0-6 in division and be 8-9. and 9. The Patriots could go 0 and six in division and be six and three outside of it and go eight and nine. Or eight and two outside of it. And uh, yeah. whatever that math is, you know, I'm struggling right now. But I'm just saying that like yeah,
1: You're right with eight and nine. You're right yeah, with eight and
0: nine. I'm just saying, like if, if they were to get beat twice by the Jets, Bengals, and Dolphins, boom, <laughs> those six games are gone. The I don't think there's a single team out there, and maybe you can be because you in spite of the Patriots, or you feel good about your team, but like you're the Saints, you don't want to play the Patriots. Nobody wants to play the that, Patriots. That, that's what I'm saying. You you got Bill Belichick, that defense, Mac Jones. You know, there's a lot of things, and maybe I'm I'm not trying to toot your horn. I'm just saying I truly think the Patriots have can go 500, being 0 six in division to your point. The AFC East could absolutely be the best yeah. in football. The AFC West and AFC East, I think right now going into the season are the best two divisions in football. And if you were to ask me who's third, I think it's between the NFC East and AFC North. That's three teams in or three divisions in the AFC that are three of the top four. And it's just the AFC's in a tough spot especially. I mean, you know, we had those years where it's Colts, Steelers, Patriots, and now it's like they could they could be five hundred and be the eighth, ninth, tenth, and best teams in, in the AFC. Like it's just you know, that's how the NFL flips, you know, the quarterbacks, the draft picks, and that that's just how it goes.
1: Uh I'm gonna ask you this just because we're on the conversation. Do you think Juju moves the needle at all? Like what's your pick? Uh what's your prediction on Juju the Patriots? What, where's that? Did you think it was a lateral move upgrade? Just talk about Juju the Patriots for a minute. I think Former sealer.
0: Juju's a good wide receiver. I think Juju is an elite number two receiver. And he is a lower end number one. I think, I think he is a guy where you can say, shit, no one's open. But if I throw up a 50-50 ball to Juju, it's a 60-40 ball. I think Juju excels in those 50-50 situations. He's not afraid to go over the middle. He's big body. He will block. But I don't think he's a definitive star. Um, When he was with Antonio Brown, same thing with Martavis Bryant, same thing with Mike Wallace, same thing with Juju. When you have a number one, Juju will roast number two wide receivers. If the Patriots could land a DeAndre Hopkins – the Juju Smith-Schuster trade looks exponentially better, or an OBJ. But if if your game plan as a defensive secondary is like, hey, we just need to stop Juju, you can. As to where you can't with a D-hop, or Devontae Adams, or an Antonio Brown. So I think Juju, whatever team has Juju, I think will be better for it. But Juju doesn't make or break a team. If if the Patriots were projected 9-8, and eight and they picked, they traded for Juju... They will be projected nine and eight. I don't think he moves the needle, but I do think there will be a handful of third and sixes inside the fifteen. Hey Juju, we're coming to you, and he'll come down with him. So I I do think he's a good player, but he's just he's not a number one receiver, and that's what the Patriots I feel like have been looking for for the past few years.
1: Do you think they upgraded going from Jacoby Myers to Juju?
0: I didn't watch Jacoby Myers enough, so maybe I'm biased here, but yes. But Jacoby Myers, everyone made fun of him because they didn't know his name, but his numbers would show that you should have known his name. Yeah. It's just he was a patriot, so you didn't care. Like,
1: Yeah, I, I've I, said this to a few people that have asked.
0: Might be the same guy.
1: We've been doing this pod since 2020. And from the even before we've been doing this pod, when we talk football, I've kind of already told you like I just never thought Juju was a number one receiver. Kind of like what you just said, he's an arguably the best two in the entire league when he's got that one, and can be that guy. I'm not going to change my tone just because he's a patriot. I, I go ahead.
0: I didn't mean to interrupt you. I wanted you to finish your point, but I know they went to the same school. But I, I think it is just perfect to say Juju Smith-Schuster is Michael Pittman Jr. Like. What you're saying about the Colts. He's
1: better than Pittman.
0: Okay, sure. But what people say about the Colts is like they have Michael Pittman Jr., who's a dog, but they just need that number one. When you watch Juju, it's like he is a dog. But you just need that number one because when Juju Juju is a bottom five, bottom seven, ten, number one. But when he becomes at number two, he is an elite. He will roast number two corners. But he won't beat your Jalen Ramseys. He won't beat your, you know, he won't beat your number one corner. Or if you're catering a safety to kind of help out, he can't beat that. As to where, you know, like your Devontae Adams, third and 12, he can be tripled. We're going to him on the sideline. He's going to toe tap. We're marching down the field. So it's just, like like you said, I think most people would, would agree very quickly on our assessment of Juju. He's a top five, top ten, number two elite guy. He might be in. Cracking inside the top 30 wide receivers in the NFL. But your top, when you talk about the top receivers, number 25 to 32, those still aren't number one guys. Even 15 to 20 might not even be number one guys. There's only about maybe 10 or 11 off the top of my head. True out and out. doesn't matter what you do. I'm open on third and six. And Juju's just not quite him. And it's not a shot at Juju. It's there's only a few select guys who can do that.
1: Yeah. The one thing that I've been kind of curious and I believe it's possible. And maybe it's just because of the, and again, I don't assess this team like I used to with Tom Brady, but do you think you can win with four B receivers without an A? I 100%
0: think you can.
1: Because New England only has B receivers. I don't think they have any C's. I think they have a bunch of B's.
0: You can absolutely. So, so here's the thing you can win. Any given week, the Patriots, if you were to tell me today that in seven months, the Patriots can be 11 and six and end the season, I would say, yes, I, I, okay, they can with, 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 with that offense, they can, but when you talk about, okay, so they've gone 11 and six. Now, can they beat the chiefs Bengals chargers in three straight games? No, I don't think they can. Can they win a Super Bowl? No. Week in, week out, can you have a lovely season and make a wild card spot? Absolutely. But when you're talking about championships, it's, again, it's like maybe in a different situation, but, like, the Patriots, can can they be elite with 4B with receivers? Well, they could if it wasn't Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in their division, if it wasn't Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Like, It just so happens that the AFC is so loaded that like the Patriots could do good, be a six seed and shock the world, but I don't think they're going to win on the road in two straight weeks in the playoffs. No. Same thing with the Steelers. I think the Steelers could go 10 and seven shock the world. That defense is elite young offense gets rolling. But when you ask them to, okay, you got to go to the bills. Let's say we upset them. Then we gotta play at the Bengals off of a bye. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it's just like there's there's different levels to this. Any team can be good. I had a guy at work, you know, he asked me, I forget what team, he's like, Do do they have a hard schedule? And I was like, before I even looked it up, I was like, let me be clear. Nobody has an easy schedule in the NFL. We are so lucky. We're so lucky. We've been on this for like three years. Yeah, exactly. So the NFL is so loaded. Can you be good with four B-wide receivers? I would love to have four B-wide receivers. But you need an A-plus to be able to get that chip, you know. So it's like um, the Steelers are boldly asking the question, can you put all the money on defense and win? Or, you know, can you put all your money here, and the Dolphins, on the perimeter and win? Everyone's trying different stuff. But you got to beat the Chiefs if you want to win a Super Bowl.
1: Um, DeAndre Hopkins, Jerry Judy, and names that keep coming up. Patriots, one of those teams that get talked about. Uh, Browns were one of those teams until they just traded for Elijah Moore. Uh, there's there's Cowboys, I think, were until they traded for Cooks. Um, D-Hop, do you have a projection on where he goes?
0: I don't have a projection. I, I honestly, to my chagrin, every time his name comes up, I kind of just shrug my shoulders because I look at it this way. If DeAndre Hopkins leave the Cardinals, 31 teams want that guy. Thir- 32 teams should. If the Cardinals can't keep him and he's leaving, 31 teams want DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, and, and he's been a guy, and I think you've been with me maybe a little bit. I've stood on my head, Everyone's making their top fives, and they got Justin Jefferson, rightly so; Jamar Chase, rightly so; Devontae Adams, rightly so; Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. I I can't I can't leave DeAndre Hopkins out of my top five. He's a different style. He's not that. He can't just say, "Hey, I'm going to run 40 yards faster than you can." But even if you have a pass interference foul, double covered comes down with the ball like I've just seen too many things out of DeAndre Hopkins for too long with two way too many quarterbacks to count him out DeAndre Hopkins in my opinion is a top five wide receiver and I think anyone would be stupid to not try and acquire him and we're gonna see him go somewhere for like a third and a fifth and be like why didn't our team do it but um DeAndre Hopkins gives any team a chance because no matter where you're at in the field If you have third and 11, you feel a lot better with DeAndre Hopkins running around. If you need a touchdown inside the eight-yard line, you feel a lot better with DeAndre Hopkins on your team. If it's first and 10 and you want a quick slant, you would love to hit. He's just DeAndre. He's him. Everybody knows what DeAndre Hopkins is about. So I don't have any projections. Um, I think he would be perfect on the Steelers, but (laughs) – I don't, know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know really who's going hard for him. I think any team would love to. I think the Giants are desperate for a wide receiver because they just paid Daniel Jones. They got to make that look right. Him throwing up 50-50s to D-hop would be nice. I think the Patriots, who are in a loaded division with Aaron Rodgers ensuing, I think the Patriots need the firepower desperately. Um, I think... Any NFC team because that division's so wide open. Maybe the Packers. Because the Packers need Jordan Love to look good after getting rid of Aaron Rodgers. So OBJ or D Hop, they need to make it look good. And having a guy like that could help. But um D Hop's been in this league too long to win fucking six games a year. I'm sorry. I need to see D-Hop. I need to see D-Hop in January. I need to see him third and twelve down three mossing dudes down the middle of the field. I, that's what I want as a D-Hop fan. I've got his black vapor jersey from the Cardinals because I love watching him so much. I need to see him on a contender. What about you? Where you got him going? Cooking something up over there, Detroit Tigers?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm like, looking at my, my list of topics. But personally, like... I would love to see D hop in new England. I don't think new England's done at playmaker, but I also think they might draft a guy. So it's like,
0: <sighs> there ain't nobody in this draft named Deandre Hopkins. though.
1: So. I'm yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. There ain't but...
0: nobody that orders Forex gloves and cuts them between the thumb and finger. Cause their hands can't expand all the way. There ain't nobody but... in this draft. Got a YouTube video holding baby animals. Cause his hands are so big. Come on.
1: There is one guy that traded DeAndre Hopkins for scraps in a second-round pick, and he's in New England, so I feel like I don't know. I don't Ew, know if Phil Bryan is... and Hopkins are cool. I did <laughs> recently listen to an interview with JJ, and he thinks that Hopkins wouldn't take that shit to heart, and it's like, how can you not? <laughs> but,
0: I saw DeHop literally break an ankle on a route, okay? There ain't too many guys that can say, I fear God, boy. We all know that line. I fear God, boy. D'Angelo Hall, no, I know that.
1: Damn. We freeze, bro. I can be hear back. you. Can you see me?
0: Uh, I can see you now. We froze. It'd, right. be It'd be a good time for a piss break. be a good time for a piss break. i tell you All what. right,
1: let me just do this. So let's talk a little Lions NFC North. Lions have been making big moves. Uh, I feel like you have. Take it away.
0: I love what the Lions are doing.
1: Give it to me straight. Did I make a bad? Did I make a bad bet? You know Shane, you've won some bets yeah, off I'm yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. hey, a I, Lions fan. I'll tell you what, I think Shane's a good guy. We had a little bit of beef. I think Shane comes from the right place. He's just a fire. No. Guy.
1: Shane Shane's is a great very, Shane is a great guy. Listen, seems
0: like a good dude.
1: I don't know how often Shane listens to the pod. I text with Shane all the time because he's in a group chat. By the way, shout out to a good group chat. Um, but anyways, Shane is such an asshole, <laughs> but he's not. He's, but he's not trying to be an he asshole. You can't
0: fault him for it. I don't think <laughs> I mean, this is how he comes off. It's not even. Yeah. A,
1: no. A but guy. I made a hundred dollar bet. Okay. With Shane. And you can probably even predict what it is.
0: I'm just going to wait till you say it.
1: Better record, Lions or Patriots. Am I in for one?
0: Dude, you just fucking threw away $100. <laughs> you just threw away $100. I
1: don't, don't want to do a division breakdown here, but I don't think so, dude.
0: So here's.
1: Pack, let me just give you three reasons. Packers aren't going to be ass, okay? Uh, the Vikings aren't going to magically lose like a hundred percent of their games, and the Bears have
0: I'm arguably. Gonna, made I, I want to that, I wanna stop moves. you right there. This has nothing to do with those three teams. It has everything to do with the Lions. The Lions are going four and two in division. Ah, the Lions are going four and two in division. They played the Vikings so well. They beat the Packers. They beat the Bears. The line, If we take not a small sample size, the last six, seven weeks of Jared Goff play, elite O-line, David Montgomery and um, DeAndre Swift. Amon Ross St. Brown is a certified one. And if he has another year like that, is in top ten receivers in the league i'm not going to put him anywhere crazy top 10 receivers in the league after what he did last year if he repeats it again defense they had two good pass rushers they signed cj mosley and cameron sutton the best corner from the steelers the best corner from the 49ers they have a good safety and they signed cgj from the eagles their best safety then they have a good a linebacker, but they have like what four picks in the top fifty. Their coach is let's just say he's biting kneecaps, Jeff. They, listen, if I had to ballpark it right now, I say the Patriots seven and ten. Haven't looked at anything. We haven't done our breakdowns. There's still a draft, a lot of time left. Assuming Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, let's put Patriots at seven and ten. Not a knock on the Patriots seven and ten. I think worst case scenario the Lions go 8-9. I have the Lions at 10 and 7 easy, could be 11 and 6. Could I be wrong? Could you be yet, right? Yes. Is the $100 bet close to where I think it's a dumb bet? No, it's not a dumb bet. Those two teams should be within two to three wins of each other. But man, it is but I will say this to you in the grand scheme of just like scoping over the nfl it is a real easy time to be down on the patriots and a really easy time to be up on the lions I'm so saying, i'm glad you said, that. Could, glad could, you said could, that could i be wrong yes because the momentum for the lions is going up momentum for everyone outside the patriots is going down and could it be shot i, I wouldn't be shocked to see these two teams have the same record But right now, it's really hard not to say that the Lions are going to win 10, 11 games, Patriots win 7 or 8. I'm on Shane's side.
1: So, I started watching football.
0: Steelers win more than both.
1: In 20, in 2000, I heard that, fucker. In 2006, I started watching football, okay? Okay. I've been alive since 92. I'm not going to go that far back because I feel like that's just irrelevant
0: real quick I don't mean to be crazy, but you said alive since ninety two started in o six I've been alive since ninety five started in oh nine so our time yeah we're we're yeah, because I mean
1: once you get into like junior high late junior high into high school you're if if you're gonna get into football, it's pretty much there otherwise you're probably just not going to you know what I mean so
0: that's
1: crazy. but I'm just gonna give you the record since I've been a football fan three and thirteen seven and nine. 0 and 16, 2 and 14, 6 and 10, 10 and 6 playoff game, or they played in a playoff game that year. 4 and 12, 7 and 9, 11 and 5 played in a playoff game that year. 7 and 9, 9 and 7 they played in a playoff game that year. 9 and 7, 6 and 10, 3 and 12, and now these next three records are post Tom Brady, so Tom Brady cannot be included. Okay, now we're on an equal playing field. Five and eleven, three and thirteen, nine and eight. Of those three seasons, they were better by one game last year in season three. Are they projecting up? I believe they are. The Patriots in the last three years, seven and nine. Uh ten and seven, eight and nine. You could argue they're projecting down. I believe they're projecting up. Signing Bill O'Brien, getting Maddie P out of the building, I think is bigger than people are going to get credit for. It's not being talked about as much as I think it should be. They added Juju instead of Jacoby Myers. They're getting more athletic on the offensive line. They're getting better just in general on offense. They're spending more time on offense. I think we, at minimum, I think this is a coin flip bet again. And I typically wouldn't throw a hundred dollars on a coin flip bet. I I usually like to throw a hundred dollars on John Jones, but Patriots, Lions get you going.
0: I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I I don't want to take away from what you're saying. Like the Patriots being even or better. I don't think the Patriots got any worse. I just think the lions were here. And then after about halfway through the season, they figured out who they were and they were just Are
1: sick. you saying after New England beat them 29 to nothing? Is that when roughly the time period or no? The,
0: but but the thing is is it has nothing to do with if they if they played head to head. The, it, it has to do with their schedules as well when you're talking about this bet.
1: They're playing a second place schedule, sir, seeing as they beat the Packers week 17, 18. No, but I can't wait to do a division breakdown in the NFC North.
0: I know. I, that's the thing. I'm gonna wait till division breakdowns where I can dive in even more. But can
1: I ask you a question? Yeah. CJ Gardner Johnson said this roster is better than the Eagles roster. Are you ready to make the proclamation that the Lions are winning the Super Bowl or no?
0: No, Chris told me about that. Shout out Chris Hoffman, my buddy at work. Um yep. big Eagles fan. I I pop Eagles, too. And C.J. Garner-Johnson said that the Eagles roster is better as well. The best part about the Lions is their offensive line.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. It's
0: not as good as the Eagles. The only position group I would favor the Lions is running back room. C.J.'s wrong on that. He just signed for the Lions, so he said that. I don't think the Lions are Super Bowl contenders. I think they could win their division. And right now, on the outside looking in, if Aaron Rodgers comes, I have the Patriots placing fourth in theirs. If you were to take a vacuum and say Patriots or Lions, I think that's a fucking hell of a good game. But I think the NFC is that much worse than the AFC. Yeah. So when you're talking about records, the Lions play 17 games, and 12 of them will be against the NFC. Patriots have to play 12 against the AFC. So who has a better record? I will take the Lions every day because I think they're similar teams and one will have many more winnable games than the Patriots. The Patriots are going to be in a dogfight for 80% of the year. The Lions will be favored in eight of the games that they play. Patriots will not have that luxury. Can they win them? Sure. They have Bill Belichick. They'll have a solid defense as always. Can Mac Jones be better with an actual offensive coordinator? The pieces they're having, I agree. There's still more movement and draft to happen. But again, the the Patriots play 17 games. They'll be favored in five of them. The Lions play 17 games. They'll be favored in 11 of them. That's just how I feel. And again, we'll do more in division breakdown, but off the cuff, I would have to side with Shane on that one. Maybe you've done more deep diving because you're a Patriots fan. Listen. I
1: haven't. I mean, I know doing this roster and I know what I think they can do, but let's talk a little bit about the bears. They're division counterpart that I think, you know, as long as we've been doing this pod, it's no secret that your, um, your girlfriend's father is a, is a big bears fan and you've kind of gone to bat for them here and there. And I've had to bring you back down to earth at times. and like, listen, man, the bears are trash. Uh, but I don't think so anymore. I think they've done a lot of great things. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? That the bears just, are trash?
0: I want or the how bears accurate to be good that is. So goddamn bad. But they've been so shit the last three years. <laughs> I want them to be good so bad. I'm I will say fair.
1: this. I, while I've been mostly right about the Bears, I was wrong on Justin Fields. I think Justin can play.
0: I do too. I think he can play. I mean, if we're talking about the Bears right now, Darnell Mooney is a hell of a two. Yeah. And if Chase Claypool's your three, that's exactly where you want him to be. Cole Clement, they did lose their running back, though. That's tough. I mean, the Bears signed two top free agent middle linebackers. That's good. Uh, I don't know. It's still tough, though.
1: I personally, dude.
0: I think they're still fourth best in their division right now. As
1: you, I, I, I feel like, wait, what?
0: As Since today, I think they're probably fourth best in the division. Today's roster, I think they, it's close, but I still think the Packers roster is, well, they're, they don't have wide receivers, but I don't know. I like the Vikings and Lions more. I'll tell you that. Easy.
1: Yeah. I feel like I've said this enough. If you listen to the pod a lot, uh I I'm not a huge running back guy. I just believe I've seen too many teams have success with running back by committee.
0: Quick thing, um, Colin colherd's take, these numbers may be wrong, but I promise you the third one's right and they will be very close. The last three Super Bowl champions, twenty-eighth in rushing, twenty fifth in rushing, and the Chiefs last year, twentieth in rushing. I know for a fact the Chiefs are 20th last year in rushing and won the Super Bowl, and the previous two teams, Tampa and the Rams, were worse. So that tells you. He said that in light of the Cowboys trading Zeke and then acquiring Brandon Cooks. Running game is a nice addition. It will put your offense maybe over the edge a little bit, but it is nowhere near make or break.
1: Yeah, in a... If you remember, I butchered the Christian McCaffrey trade. I I shit on it. I was not a fan, uh, and I kind of stand by that. Um, I it worked in the short term, so I think it's easy to say, oh well, you know, Jeff, they did go to the, you know, yeah, in the short term, it's going to pay off. I just think ultimately you can't be paying your running back top tier money, and I'm more right than wrong. I said they wouldn't win a Super Bowl. As of right now, they haven't still, and I. I, underst- I know Brock got hurt. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just trying no, to I say, think... like, did you, real quick, did you think they were beating the Eagles?
0: No. Healthy just... Brock,
1: Purdy. they beat the Eagles?
0: No. I, I okay, just...
1: then I'm more right than wrong right now.
0: I just think that they were so far behind the eight ball and quarterback that the running back never mattered. Like, their quarterback play is just so far behind. They the never Niners? had a chance. Huh?
1: The Niners? Yeah
0: conversation McCaffrey, for a
1: different day but
0: yeah yeah i think McCaffrey would have put him over the top if they had a quarterback but McCaffrey can't mask the fact that they didn't have a quarterback
1: so and i don't have the stats in front of me look i can quickly do this real quick um super bowl winners i i'm on i've done this a few different times on the pod there isn't a super bowl winner in the last 10 years that wasn't running back by committee True. It's just, it's, yeah. it's one thousand percent true. It is what it There's, is. Sorry it, about it. That's what it
0: is. Sorry so if you have Derrick Henry. It don't work.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love the Titans. Not anymore. I like anymore. watching them the dog 15th. shit preview there.
0: <laughs> September fifteenth versus the Jags. Give me Derrick Henry, but don't give him to me in January twenty eighth. Yeah.
1: So literally, the the newest Super Bowl champion, okay, was the Chiefs. You don't even know who their leading rusher is on the year, and you're a football fan. I don't either. Isaiah
0: Pacheco, come on.
1: Was it? I
0: don't. I don't know. <laughs> they had like five different
1: running backs over year.
0: Come on, it might have been Mahomes. Fuck it.
1: The Rams, they were using three dudes. The Bucks were using three dudes. The Chiefs back then had a rookie and two other I'll dudes. Tell you the what Patriots I bet you used what's three crazy. dudes.
0: Your quote. And I'm not knocking it, but your statistic that the Super Bowl champion was running back by committee. I wonder how many of those teams that lost the Super Bowl you could name Joe Mixon or whoever they beat probably had a star running back, but it couldn't cut it in the final game.
1: Brad. Like, huh. Joe Mixon wasn't in on the final play against the Rams. There's Brad. another guy.
0: Brad. It was another guy. It was
1: another guy. Running back by committee. No, but for real, it's just. (laughs) Ain't
0: no way, bro.
1: Come on. Truthfully, I said that to say this. The Bears can draft another running back and replace David Montgomery. He ain't that
0: good. I want Bijan to go to the fucking Eagles. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Is that even fair?
1: Is that even fair?
0: (laughs) That's not fair. That'd be nice, though, wouldn't it? That'd be a nice piece of weaponry.
1: We can move into the Eagles. Uh, as, as much as the Lions and the Bears have done to elevate themselves, yeah. the the Eagles haven't done anything. Maybe. Let me
0: take this. Let me take this.
1: Please. I don't have much to really offer on this, honestly. Let
0: me just give you guys eight things, okay? won't won't be hard to follow. Andre Dillard, their first-round pick tackle in 2019, their backup tackle, both sides, can play both sides, gone. Isaac Samalo, starting right guard, started all 17 games, gone. Marcus Epps, free safety, most defensive snaps in 2022, gone. C.J. Garner-Johnson, strong safety, Six interceptions tied for most in the NFL. Gone. Kazir White, middle linebacker, 110 tackles last year. Gone. TJ Edwards, middle linebacker, 159 tackles last year. Gone. Miles Sanders, Pro Bowl running back, 11 touchdowns in 2022. Gone. Right, Javon Hargrave, Pro Bowler, 11 sacks last year. Gone. Defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, gone. Offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, gone. The Eagles in 2022, much different team.
1: Much different. And, you know, one of the things that you had kind of noted last year was that this team was all in. Yeah. You you had noted, like, this team's going to look different next year by default because of how good they are, the contracts, yada, yada, yada. Um. Excited for the division breakdown. You you just hit everything that I wanted you to say. Um, I don't really need to say anything more unless you have more. They, the Eagles have – they've suffered some big losses. Let's talk a little bit about their counterpart, the Cowboys. Brandon Cooks comes in. They cut – Zeke, go ahead.
0: W- one good thing on the Eagles, they have downgraded. Still might be an 11-win team. Hmm. Still might
1: lots to proof. Right.
0: But but they won like 15 games last year. 14, I think. Two missed their starting quarterback. They still might be a 10-11 team. And what the, happens?
1: Can I ask you this? What happens if they change the rugby the rugby rule?
0: Um, I think they took advantage of it, but I don't think they can't do other things. Well, that might be a division breakdown question. I'm just saying my prediction was the Eagles would be the most elite team. I thought they'd win the Super Bowl, be first in the NFC. And I was right on everything except the Super Bowl. And they were fucking
1: very close. They were
0: very close. They've lost a lot of pieces. And I am dialing back. Still think they're a double digit win team. Still have that O line. Still have the receivers. Javon Hargrave out, Jordan Davison. They have two first-round picks. Let's look for a middle linebacker there, some other pieces. They still have James Bradbury. They still have Maddox. They still have Darius Slay. They still have all their corners. Their head coach who's called – listen, we can go in on the Eagles another day. They're still going to be good. But I said they would be unbeatable. They virtually were with with Jalen Hurts. They're just going to be a good team, not an elite team next year, which in the NFC will work, but they yeah. are definitely dialing. They back. might
1: they might even win more than 11 in the NFC with Correct. the roster they literally have right now.
0: Again, that's what I'm saying. I just don't want people to overreact like, oh, the Eagles are garbage. No, no, they, they lost some pieces. But again, those pieces, some of the things they lost were reasons I pointed out that they were so loaded last year. Yeah, they've lost some pieces, and now instead of a stack team, they're just a good team. They're still going to be a good, great team. But well, that—that's for division breakdown. Keep going with what you're saying. You, you want to go in on the Cowboys?
1: Yeah, on the Cowboys. Brandon Cooks comes in, Zeke out. Uh, right. Those are their, those are their two big moves. We we've right. been, I, I've been on Stephon this for Gilmore? years. I think. Stephon Gilmore, thank you for bringing that up, Stephon Gilmore. I've been on this for fucking years, dude. Zeke Elliott. I've never seen anything like this. I'm going to I'm gonna put Ohio State over for a second. God, Zeke Elliott put Ohio State on his back in 2014 in the first ever dude, college was, football
0: playoffs. It was a monster. Dude.
1: Like literally one of the greatest college backs I've ever seen in my life. Came in the first two years in the NFL and looked like the best back in the league.
0: Just beat the shit out of people.
1: And since that moment... I don't. I he he pierced his he pierced his nose and and got a fro and Dude. got chubby and now he's the highest paid goal line back in the history of the league.
0: from Ohio State to Cowboys. You could argue as the greatest five year stretch or four year stretch in running back yeah. history. In yeah, running I, back
1: history. And I wouldn't argue with you.
0: Four years. I wouldn't argue those last two years at Ohio State into those first three years for the Cowboys. Zeke was on top of the world.
1: Yeah. He's a dog.
0: Unbelievable.
1: And it's, it's, it's interesting. We can talk a little Zeke here unless you want to go in on the Cowboys. We talked a little bit of their moves, but uh, I, I feel like a good fit for him is back in Ohio, Southern Ohio, Cincinnati, goal line back if Mixon isn't. Necessarily ready to go. I, I feel like a, a goal line spot for him in short yardage fits him. They don't have to pay him a ton of What, you love that move all of a sudden? Does that no, make no, tons no. of it, sense? Oh. It,
0: it's, it's a good move. I just, who's, the, who's the backup who's been playing? For-
1: per, Perrine. But he yeah. just signed with somebody. He left? Yeah, he just left, didn't he? I'm like 99% sure he left.
0: I don't know. Again, you know, it's, it's getting into draft time. I've started diving into some of our draft stuff for our podcast soon. I haven't done deep dives on rosters and a ton of moves because I don't like to do that till after the draft. You know, I try and give yeah. the season some time. He went, he to, went
1: to the Broncos. Time.
0: Yeah, I mean, with all the Joe Mixon off-field stuff, you know, again, that's going to be some talk for AFC North breakdown. But talking about the Cowboys, Tony Pollard's a dog. They'll yeah, find some. has
1: been.
0: Yeah, they'll find some running back in the third round who can take carries, who can work. Um, CD Lamb needed help. Brandon Crook- Cooks. A lot of people are going to look at him and say that's a good pickup. CD Lamb's going to get single coverage. What he's going to do for Michael Gallup as well is going to be tremendous. This, I mean, people say Dax turnovers is the issue. Well, now you're going to have way more wide-open wide receivers.
1: Way more.
0: I also think that would have helped to keep Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy's calling plays We'll see how it goes. But when you talk about the three wide receivers that they have, that's a tremendous group. Tony Pollard can lead that offense. O-line's still good. And that defense, it smothers people. It literally smothers people. And Gilmore's a
1: perfect add.
0: I I still think to this day, if you were to ask me three best defensive players in the NFL, I think it's T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons. Pick your order, Nick Bosa. You can put him in there. Garrett's know, better. Garrett's
1: sure. better I,
0: I do. I think so too. But there there's a short list, and Micah Parsons is on it. Yeah. And then you talk about corners, and you're like, you know what? Trayvon Diggs had a ton of picks, allowed a lot of yards. People buried him, and guess what he did? He didn't get as many picks, but he didn't allow nearly as many yards. He's a great corner, and you just put Stephon Gilmore on the other side. Um, Leighton Vander Esch was in free agency. The Steelers said, hey, we need a middle linebacker, and he said, I'd like to stay with the Cowboys. Took a took a pay cut. The defense under Dan Quinn is going to be – monstrous especially against the lower tier quarterbacks of the NFC I'm totally flipped I said the Cowboys are going to be bad mid season I said I regret it new off season I think the Cowboys are they've done everything in the right direction I wish they would have kept Kellen Moore but they got rid of Zeke added Brandon Cooks who You know, I know he hasn't had the success in terms of team rating, but he's been phenomenal. Quick
1: quick question. Do you think he's still a number one? Or do you think I'm not asking if he's the number two of the team? Is he still a number one receiver?
0: I think if he had to be, he could be because
1: he was last year with Houston. He put up number one numbers.
0: He's not as good as CeeDee Lamb. He's still one of the best 32 receivers in the NFL
1: hundred percent agree. Okay. We're good.
0: Yeah. He's still one of the best 32 receivers. And that means Michael Gallup will never be double covered ever. Dax turnovers should be cut in half based on the amount of open receivers he will have down the field. And people may be listening. Hey, you're talking about the Cowboys and I'm a Cowboys fan. You haven't talked about how Dalton Schultz may, you know, change this because he's gone. With all due respect, fuck that tight end position, man. They got three receivers who are doing work out there. Any tight end is going to be able to come in if they're competent and do what Dalton Schultz was able to do. With not they add a tight end? Sultz, I don't think Dalton Schultz is some elite tight end, top 10, and he's what was helping the offense. He was a product of them doubling CeeDee Lamb. Now they got to worry about CeeDee Lamb. Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, tight ends are just going to be open. If you can beat linebackers, which a lot of collegiate tight ends coming to the league can do, and this is a heavy tight end draft, there's maybe five or six that will go in the first two rounds. Look for the Cowboys to pick one up. They'll be fine. Cowboys are going to be much better on offense. I think they'll even be just as good or better on defense. Look at the Cowboys to maybe take that NFC East over the Eagles. I know it's crazy coming from me.
1: Yeah, so their their top tight end right now is Jake Ferguson. I don't
0: even know who that is. So well, he's yeah, definitely be a stud if he's a starter because they got <laughs> <some> <laughs> they do.
1: They do. Interior. Yeah.
0: And Dak's gonna find a way to talk to him. You know, if he's whatever tight end is taking first team reps and OTAs and training camp, he's gonna find the routes. He's gonna find some gaps. And he's coming in saying I'm an NFL tight end and I gotta beat a middle linebacker to my spot. He doesn't have to get 17 touchdowns. He needs six touchdowns on the year. Even don't even need that. I mean, tight ends. The last thing they're worried about get a blocking tight end. They got three receivers who are studs and I forget his name. Shame on me. But the guy who was the XFL, then a pro bowl as a return specialist. And your number four receiver who played some reps as the three or two because he had to, because of injuries to Gallup. You still got him. I forget his name. Shame on me. But the Cowboys are going to be just fine. And, and again, it's been the same story. Dak cuts down on his turnovers. His team wins 12 or 13 games. Cowboys are ready to go.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Mike
0: McCarthy really corrected his errors throughout the season. From weeks nine and on, nobody complained about Mike McCarthy's timeouts or challenges or anything. The Cowboys started playing good football.
1: Yeah. Eagles were in the Super Bowl. The Cowboys won a playoff game. And the New York Giants signed Danny Dimes to uh, the worst quarterback contract in the league. Yeah, I fucking said it. So, like, you know what's crazy? The Giants this offseason, unloaded the worst contract in football in Kenny Galladay, and immediately signed the worst contract in football Hear in me Danny up, Dimes. Jeff? He didn't. He ain't better of... than Carr. He didn't. He threw of... <laughs> 15 touchdowns. I could have that. Just I could
0: do reading facial expressions. Maybe on Spotify, you read the room. Totally fucking joking. I 100% agree I with Jeff. Do. Ain't no way this dude's getting 40 million a year. Fucking forget about it.
1: It's it's honestly a travesty.
0: I was pissed because they signed him to that, and then franchise Saquon. Get Saquon out of there if you're signing Danny to something like that. I need Saquon in my life. And I can't have it on this New York Giants team with no receivers and Danny Dimes being paid forty million a year to go eight and nine this year. Maybe.
1: Eight and not you're being friendly.
0: Hey, listen, I am because I like Dable and I like Saquon. Defense played well. They're fourth in that division. I like the I like the Commanders. No, I don't. They lost Heineke. Time will tell. It's the Eagles and Cowboys. And I know most people say, well, they're playing for the division every year. You know, it is their division. There ain't no questions, bro. Can Those I ask you a question? Be I, want you to be re-
1: I want you to really think about this. Okay. We haven't even talked about Lamar Jackson, and that's coming.
0: That was the other one outside of Aaron Rodgers at the beginning when you said Correct.
1: I was, I was hoping we would close with that because it's I wanted to start big and end big. Danny Dimes, no, we're getting there. Danny Dimes signed a four-year 160. That's $40 million a year, okay? And I understand, you know, a lot of people that don't understand salary caps, and I know you said you kind of don't. Really is what you have to look at as the guaranteed money. And he got, I think it was, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, but he got a lot of guaranteed money. And basically it sounds like this deal, though it's for four years, it's really only on the books for about two, okay? regardless. Would you rather have Danny Dimes for two years at forty million a season? Or fucking give Lamar Jackson the bag, dude. Four year two hundred mil fully guaranteed, fifty mil a year, and just roll with it.
0: We like come on. Like this is we've we we've been on this pod three years now. And each year we've grown closer and closer to the conclusion that I think we both spoke out loud for the first time and agreed on last year. Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson are the two players that have done so much with such less in the league. Dan Orlovsky was on Pat McAfee. I don't even know if you know this. Lamar Jackson in his career in the NFL has taken over 1000 hits for the Baltimore Ravens. Over 1000 hits for the Baltimore Ravens. Not only does Lamar Jackson deserve every cent that Roger Goodell the whole league and the Ravens could pump to him, but what does it say to the locker room who looks at their quarterback, their leader? And says he's taken over a 1,000 hits, won an MVP, and taken us everywhere we could possibly go. And they won't pay him. What they're doing is they lowballed it, signed in a franchise tag, so that another team would eventually say, here's our offer for Lamar, and the Ravens will just match it. They don't want to do the work. Lamar deserves every cent. Because you can nitpick about every ability you want. You can say you can't pass, the pocket, play from behind. There's a ton of things that in different situations have shown they may or may not be a weakness. But what I know as a Steelers fan is I have never once been even remotely excited to play Lamar Jackson. I've never once said, I'm glad Lamar Jackson's on the other team. Lamar Jackson has won over 70% of his games. I don't care how the fuck he gets it done. That dude plays football at a high level, and he does shit no one else can do. He is Madden in real life. You can play the perfect defense, and the Ravens get 28 yards. I just... I. There is not a single person on public television who understands it. Some justify it as they want other teams to make the deal for them. Some justify it as racism. Some say it's injury. You can say whatever you want. There is nothing that makes anyone say, how does he not have the biggest contract possible from the Ravens? Lamar Jackson is the Ravens' entire market. All the Ravens fans want number eight jerseys. All the Ravens fans say we have a shot Sunday because Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson leaves that team, they may win six games. Bless you. In Bless that division, in this conference, if Lamar Jackson leaves and Tyler Huntley is the starter day one to week 18, that team is 6-11, and 11, and you can't tell me difference. I won't believe it. And when they have Lamar, they're a first seed in the AFC. They're a number one seed. There are 12 wins a game or a season. Like, I have so much respect and admiration for Lamar Jackson. I think the Steelers have the perfect ability to deal with him and that's because we spend 90% of our salary on defense like it's not just luck of the draw we have a dpoy at linebacker we have an all pro at lineman now at corner now at safety the steelers are built to deal with lamar because they're the only team spending over 80% of their cap on defense he he demands that respect lamar deserves everything Sure, when he talks, it may be hard to understand sometimes. He speaks a little bit like you know slang, and maybe he's not like your prototype. But when he gets the ball, good luck, and he touches it every play. So, you tell yeah. me, I, don't, I think you're in agreement. But Lamar deserves everything,
1: yeah. I mean, two years ago on this pod, I used to tell you that. You know, we were arguing that Lamar was or wasn't a top-ten quarterback. You were for him. I was against him, and I, I've come around on him because at the end of the day, like, you have to be able to win games in this league. W's. Both of us watched the Bengals have an amazing 2021, and both of us picked the Ravens to win the division in 2022 because of one guy, we oh both God. said, when Lamar's in the regular season, it's game time, okay? It's,
0: it's so and
1: real. I, And I thought to myself, like, all these people that, need a quarterback in today's NFL, there's one available. And nobody wants to offer him a contract?
0: So I'm disappointed in the
1: Patriots.
0: I do want to push back real quick on that. So I I think there's two things that factor into that. One, Haslam for the Browns did that all guaranteed for Deshaun Watson. Yep. People... All the owners can get together and say, he's an outlier. We don't do that.
1: Correct. And I agree with that, by the
0: way. If one other owner does it, it's like, oh, now that's the standard. So no owner wants to be that owner. You don't have to
1: offer him a fully guaranteed contract. If somebody came in today and said five years, 200, and 175 or 150 is guaranteed, it would be done.
0: So, second thing, let's back it up. That's from the rest of the league looking at the Ravens. Flip it the other way. No other team wants to come in and make an offer because they have to do all the work with Lamar and his mom, figure out what deal works, then officially offer it. And if Lamar's like, that's the deal I want, the Ravens will just be like, okay, we'll match it. And another team's going to go through all that work just for the Ravens to match it? Like we're not going to do your work for you. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm the Patriots and I work and work and work with Lamar and I come up with, you know what, four years, $225 two hundred and twenty-five million, hundred and sixty million guaranteed. You're getting forty million a year guaranteed with an extra twenty some in bonuses every year. And Lamar's like, deal. And then John or Jim or John John Harbaugh and the owner of the Ravens are like, okay, we'll match it. The Patriots did all that groundwork for the Ravens to just be like, we needed someone else to do the the work for us.
1: And so, I, a I, lot of me wants to say worth it. Obviously, at that point, everybody would know, and then your your relationship with Mac would be severed. I I kind of get that's,
0: it. That's that's tough though. Like in
1: a real, it's thing. not tough for the Falcons, Brad. Is it? <laughs> Is it? Is it? No. <laughs>
0: How about Washington? What? No, no, I get what you're saying. Tennessee. There's multiple angles to this. I, I get what you're saying there, but I don't know. Maybe they're racist. I don't know, Jeff. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's not
1: what I'm getting at. I don't know.
0: That's not I, what I'm I, getting at. I know you're not, and I know people who are listening may have laughed or may have not. All I'm saying is when you convert all these different angles, the conclusion you get from every podcast every TV show, every insider, every this, every that is, I don't understand why the Ravens don't just unload the fucking brink truck for Lamar Jackson. He's earned it. He's earned it. So why they have it or anyone else have it is anybody's guess. Whether you're taking the angle of, they're racist, or you're taking the angle of they don't want to be the second owner to give a fully guaranteed, or you want to be this. They're all scapegoats to the obvious question. Why aren't we paying him? If this was Justin Herbert, wouldn't there be four teams who have an offer on the table already? Yes. That's what – Yes. And and that's why it's so confusing. Is it because he was hurt the last year or two? Is it because – like? The Ravens are a built-in kind of villain of the NFL being a newer franchise and the purple and black, the dark aura, and they've been successful. Like, You can come up with any convoluted thing you want. At the end of the day, it doesn't make sense because outside of snap, drop one, two, 17 yards on a dime, sure, that's not Lamar Jackson, but what is he? maybe the most dynamic player in the NFL, but when he's on your team, you'll never lose less than six games in your career. That's what I've seen.
1: You said something five pods ago, six pods ago. Aaron Rodgers is allowed to be an asshole because from shoulder to fingertip, he's as good as it gets. Period. Okay. If he was Zach Wilson, he wouldn't be in the league anymore because he's a prick. If he was Mac Jones, he wouldn't be in the league anymore because he's a prick.
0: Pretty much verbatim.
1: The Jets didn't even offer Lamar Jackson a deal. Like, we would rather pay $60 million to a prick?
0: I just think if you don't understand how much Lamar Jackson's worth, talk to any Steelers, Bengals, or Browns fan. And ask them how happy they would be if Lamar was in some other division. Yeah, just ask them. I would, I would love for Derek Carr to be the quarterback of the Raiders or the Ravens over Lamar Jackson. I would kill for Dak Prescott to be the quarter of the Ravens over Lamar Jackson because we had time we played him. Danny Dimes, the, Lamar Jackson no matter how you put it, no matter what you value, on his worst day is the eighth best quarterback in the NFL. That's what I feel about Lamar Jackson.
1: Spoiler alert. I think most people would pick the Bengals to win the division. Right now, gun to my head. I have to think if Lamar's on the team, if they're winning it. Period. If Lamar wasn't on the team, Period. they're probably fourth in the division. If Tyler Huntley's week one, I'm not even considering the Ravens.
0: Seriously, like people talk about being the Steelers, and they'll be like, Brad, I've talked to you in person. You don't worry about playing the Ravens. Okay, we have a defensive player of the year at left outside linebacker, a, like a three- or four-time all-pro in the middle of our line, a guy who was like fourth in sacks on the other side of our line, an all-pro at safety, and we just signed a veteran all-pro at corner.
1: And the we, game's going to end up 13-10, so at the end of the game, you We spend the interested. most
0: on defense, and we have to hold them to 10 to win. We stopped Lamar in a two-point conversion to beat him last year. Like, that's what it took. It takes everything you have. You play perfect defense, and Lamar runs for 27 yards. He's – the Lamar's the real deal.
1: Let's talk uh, a couple of quarterback contracts. We'll talk Odell, and then we'll get out of here, okay?
0: Hey, whatever you got.
1: Danny Dimes, we already talked about four years, one hundred and sixty. Uh, we both think it's a bad, a bad deal. This is a lot Cox. of money.
0: I don't necessarily hate Danny Dimes on the Giants, but I'd like him a lot more for thirty-one million a year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally said five years, a hundred. That's twenty million. That's low. I get it. It's That's low. low. But would you say thirty million?
0: About 30, 30, 30, 30. I think 34 is the most you could spend on Daniel Jones.
1: I don't think I'd be destroying this contract if it was four year 120 at 30 million a year. I think that's fair. But again, if this truly, you know, again, I listen to some Spally Cap guess. If it's truly just a two year deal, whatever. I guess you can see what you got. Let's see how it goes. Derek Carr, the Saints. Opinions there. I just,
0: I just think it's a good, I think it's good. I agree. Uh, Michael Thomas seems like he's back on track. He's going to come back. Kamara, we'll see about the suspension. But if Kamara's playing, you got a decent O-line. Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, that defense is still built to win. And a division that's quarterback kind of starved. We'll see what happens in the draft. But even if they draft the number one quarterback, whoever you think that is, still a rookie quarterback going up against that defense. I mean – It would take a lot for me to not favor the Saints to win the division with Derek Carr. I think it's a good deal. He has familiarity with uh, Dennis Allen. They got a good roster. They got fans who care. A tough, tough uh, stadium to play at. In a weaker division, go ahead. Derek Carr is the best quarterback in that division. Good on you, Saints. I I think at worst, you have the sixth best quarterback in the NFC.
1: Yeah, right now I feel like they're the favorites to win that division just by default. Yeah, you, you have the best quarterback. It typically warrants pretty good. What the what the Panthers do, Baker Mayfield to the the Bucks is to be determined. Um, who's the other team? The Falcons. You don't even know what they're Taylor doing right now. Taylor
0: Heineken, Ritter. Doesn't I will. Matter. I
1: will say this though: the Falcons. I don't want to get too again. We've been talking so much. The Falcons are sneakily building their team the right way.
0: Yeah. So the Falcons in 2030, I will look at them. <laughs> <laughs> we are a year-to-year basis, and this year, Falcons are but, Yeah. I mean, Calvin Ridley came back, so they got a decent wide receiver. Oh, yeah, he's on the Jags. He is.
1: He
0: Get is. the fuck out of here, Falcons.
1: Jimmy G to the Raiders. Love it. Love it, too. Upgrade, lateral. Have- roll. Where are you at uh, on that? Okay. You got to rank them. You got to rank them. Yes.
0: I don't want to sit here and poke and prod at Con Coward, but, like, you you can't be bad at quarterback. I'm not saying Jimmy G is a world beater, but if you have a good quarterback, you can start to build the rest of your team. They got an O-line that's decent, not great, middle of the pack. You got a running back. You've got, I mean, maybe the best receiver in the NFL. I mean... I don't think the Raiders are going any there this year. We'll get more in, on, the, on the breakdowns. I don't think the Raiders are good. But I think they're better with Jimmy Garoppolo than fucking Bobby Buttcheek or whoever they got as the backup.
1: Odell. Got any predictions there?
0: I, I know the Jets won them with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if the money works.
1: He ain't getting 15 to 20 mil.
0: I know. No, no. And that's the thing. Like, did you see his tweet? Okay.
1: Which, by the way, say what you want about Odell. He can be a diva. I guarantee somebody offered him one year, four million. I guarantee he was right about that.
0: Yeah. I just, I think, I think at the end of the day, no matter what the money is, he's going to look every way at sit and sit and sit and say, you know what? I'm going to the Buffalo Bills. One year, 10. Doesn't. Doesn't matter what that number is. It's going to be between 4 and 20. But I think he's going to look at everywhere else and be like, okay, the Bills offered me two years, fourteen million, seven million a year. I think I'm worth more. And the Falcons offered me two years, 21 million, which is 10 and a half. I think that's maybe what I'm worth. But I ain't fucking playing for the Falcons. I'll just go play for the Bills. I think it's the Bills or it's one of the three, if you will, New York teams. Giants, Jets, Bills. I think that's where he's playing. Interesting. That's where I think he's playing. Wherever he goes, I'm going to see that post and be like, oh, that's where he went. Okay.
1: We've talked to everything.
0: Talked a long time. I got
1: I to gotta be honest. I don't know too much of what the Steelers have done so far. I don't feel like they've been very active. Any comments about the Steelers before we go?
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what the Steelers did. The Steelers uh, started the same old line 16 of the 17 weeks. Uh, they signed a guard, two guards, one from the Jets, one from the Eagles, the starting right guard of the Eagles. So they have that. They've improved their offensive line. They got rid of all three middle linebackers. Devin Bush, Bush. Robert Splane, Miles Jack, all gone. They signed the captain from the Washington Commanders, Holcomb, and they signed one of the captains from the Dolphins. So they have two veteran captain middle linebackers, one on a two-year deal, one on a three-year deal. So they've assured their offensive line and their middle linebackers. They lost their best corner in Cameron Sutton. They signed their new Joe Hayden, a better version if you ask me. Patrick Peterson, two years, 14 million, seven million a year. So they have Patrick Peterson playing corner on the opposite side of Minka Fitzpatrick, two veteran middle linebackers. We'll get into a draft episode later, but I think the Steelers, they have the 17th, 32nd and 48th pick in the draft. Two of those will be corner and middle linebacker. I don't know about the third one. They're going to build behind that. But that's what the Steelers have done. They've got rid of stuff that they said, look, this position's important, but this shit ain't working. And they brought in new guys. But, again, they have T.J. Watt, Cameron Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, and the entire offense is good. They've revamped the offensive line. Love what the Steelers are doing. Mike Tomlin's at the helm. As much as anyone else, or dad, says about Mike Tomlin, he's one of the six best coaches in the NFL. For those of you
1: YouTube watchers, this episode won't be on YouTube. It's got like seven different parts. Yeah. Not-, um, not, not your bad. Uh, I think we gave you tons of content. We talked as much football as we know how to talk. Um, I think there was even a couple of things that I just kind of skipped over because they didn't feel relevant at the time. Brad talked a little bit of Texas. That'll be that'll be in the pod. We talked a little alcohol. We talked a little football. Um yeah, I think we gave you a little bit of everything. Uh, yeah, holy hell. Good to pod again.
0: Absolutely. It's been a couple weeks. Finally got back at it. Um, it been a good day, and this pod has only added to that. It's been a tremendous Wednesday for me. Love talking to you, Jeff. Love getting yeah. on the podcast. It's always a fun time. Hopefully you guys listening enjoy the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of the pod.
1: So... Uh, today, I put out a Facebook post just trying to grow this uh, this platform. Um, next week is March 29th. My birthday is the second. Brad, yours is the fifth or the sixth. I'm terrible.
0: I'm going to make a guess.
1: You're the sixth. You're the fifth. God damn it.
0: <laughs> no! Oh, damn it. It's a fifth. It's a fifth.
1: <laughs> so. All we want is more people and money. I'm just right, of I'm course we honest. want more money. Brad Brad's making plenty of that betting on John Jones and everybody else. But um, listen, tell your friends about Real Talk. Subscribe, like us, share us. Whatever I, we don't ask much. Okay, we just bullshitted for the last two hours. I think we made a pretty damn good pod because that's what we do. Okay, we express our opinions and that's it. The draft is coming up. If you know people that love to talk about the draft, you know, show them our pod. Okay? Uh, a couple of years ago, we had somebody on, Anthony Du Bois. Shout out if you're listening. I think we would be open to having another person to come on. You'd have to be well-versed in a mock draft, and we would love to have you on as a guest to talk draft. Okay, We're open to that. Like, subscribe, share, talk about... Add people to the Facebook page. If anything else, tell your friend, like, hey, I just listened to this really good pod. You should check them out. That Jeff guy's a douchebag, but Brad's pretty sweet. You know? Yeah, twisted T. Like, come on. The
0: lights, bro. <laughs> Push these bugs. Come on.
1: You know, if you're not listening to NFL and you you don't you, you hate Ohio State, you don't even have to like Michigan, listen to the Michigan pod, what whatever it is. Get behind it real does. talk. Okay.
0: What we're trying to do is, we're not trying to tell you the facts necessarily. Sometimes we will. We just want to give you our opinions so that maybe you see a different side of whatever else you've been listening to. We're not your, you know, we might, we may be, but if we're your primary source of knowledge, that's good. We do know what we're talking about. We're not just making shit up. But again, sometimes we're just trying to give our perspectives so that you can see a different side of things to maybe alter how you perceive. An option, and again, you know, we get together once a week, talk some sports, and if you want to listen, we're sure. glad to hear you listen. And if you see us in in the RL, man, I'd be loved to defend my opinions with you. It's always a good time. No hard feelings.
1: Can't wait for football.
0: Six. Hey, the draft is like th- four weeks away.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and truly, I can't wait for summer too. You know, I can't wait for just a nice, cool summer. Talking division breakdowns, making our predictions, just so you guys can shit on them, and we can brag about them when one of them hits and seven of them don't. So, um.
0: <laughs> the Eagles last year, oh. the Eagles,
1: the Eagles, dude. That's all you, you know. What live high on that one, all right? Hey, if you could, eight, just do me a favor.
0: In a nursing home. I can be like the Eagles back in 2020. I call. Them.
1: <laughs> can you do me like one favor though? Could you maybe predict the Patriots to win the Super Bowl this year? Listen. I'll take a runner up. I'll take a runner up.
0: Uh, right now, my crystal ball says Steelers. So I don't know if I can, <laughs> I don't know if I can swing it. Right now, all I'm focused <sighs> on is Xavier Friday night. Fair enough. Xavier Matt, Friday night.
1: Matt Cole, if you're listening, if you could underdog the Patriots every single week this year, this would be great.
0: Bruh, Just like... Matt. <laughs>
1: oh, gosh. I do Brent, great. I appreciate you.
0: I appreciate you, dog. And twisted teeth and real talk.
1: Yeah. yeah. Gosh, sports. We heart. Y'all
0: to. be listening. Don't be stressing out over shit that don't matter. Come on.
1: All right, guys. Listen to this whole pod because it's fucking great. All right, we're out. Real talk.